TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Good morning! Diarrhea! It's time to wake up! It's five, and we're live. Oh, is this thing on? I don't care. I want him to hear. This is the pregame show, your early morning shot of sports on 95.7 The Game. Oh, yeah. Let's go. It's the pregame show, Joe Spadoni, 95.7 The Game, baby. It's a Tuesday. What the hell? There was, was there rain last night? Or is it just really damp here in the Bay Area? I Alright. I was Team Rain for a long time. Now I'm just sick of it. We got nice little like summer kind of weather here the last few days. My god, it's hot as hell in the studio. I'm not usually phased by the heat in the studio. And we usually you know, we have the uh, little fan on. I don't like doing that because I don't like to have the door closed. Sometimes Bonte or Shasky or Lubman, they're hot on something. I'm sure they're going to be hot on the Giants as they take a fat loss yesterday to the Los Angeles Dodgers. All I saw was blue in the stands yesterday for what it's worth. Yikes. Logan Webb, third straight bad start in a row. Won't break all that down. But yeah, this this place is smoking. It's scorching. And uh, unfortunately, I only wore a jacket today. Uh, I had a shirt that I spilled a bunch of stuff on and just didn't look presentable. So I'm just rocking this jacket. And, uh, yeah, we're sweating through it today, folks, on the pregame show. But you know how you get involved and how you keep me cool is engaging with me at 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570 is the number. YouTube, Twitch, we are up and running on there as well. So go ahead and search 95.7 The Game in the YouTube page. Like, subscribe to that. You can find every single show that you want. You got Willard and Dibbs, you got Bonte Shasky in the morning roast, you got Steiny and Goo, and you got me, yours truly, the pregame show right here on 95.7 The Game. We have a lot to get into. Obviously, the play-in game starts tonight. It's not really technically the playoffs, but it's the play-ins. We got some awesome matchups between the Atlanta Hawks and Miami Heat. That should be a fun one. Feel like that's a layup for the Heat, but these play-in games, man, anything could happen. I mean, Warriors, you're lucky you're not in it this year because a couple years ago, it was you in the same position. No, Clay Thompson, obviously, and you lost to the Lakers and you lost to the Grizzlies, and it sucked. So kudos to them for staying out of it and clinging to that sixth spot where they took on the Sacramento Kings this Saturday at Golden One Center. And yes, we'll continue to take your calls and texts on that, your thoughts on it, the juicy matchup there, Mike Brown v. Steve Kerr, Fox versus Curry, Sabonis versus Draymond slash Loondog. All of that should be exciting. And also, you got the creme de la creme tonight. You got the Lakers versus the T-Wolves, 7 o'clock primetime. We'll be locked into that, as well as the Giants and Dodgers, who also play another night game tonight. But Lakers, T-Wolves, no McDaniels. He has a fracture in his wrist, and he's going to be out for quite some time after punching a wall after just a very frustrating game and a win over the New Orleans Pelicans. Kind of a weird deal there. I don't know why he's punching the wall. A lot of frustration. I know Rudy Gobert punched his teammate slow-mo Kyle Anderson. He's suspended for tonight's matchup for that one. So, no McDaniels, no Gobert. All right, Cat, Anthony Edwards, Kyle Anderson, what do you got? AD, LeBron, Austin Reeves, D'Lo, all those guys. No excuses for tonight. No Gobert and say what you will about 
the player he is now and how he fits that team, he's still a force when he's out there, and his presence is going to be missed. Carl Anthony Towns, God bless him, he is not going to be able to guard Anthony Davis. feel better about Anthony Davis' chances on Towns, but vice versa, no. So we'll continue to take your calls and texts as it pertains to the NBA, but we're going to start here today at 888-957-9570 with the San Francisco Giants. And it's it just didn't have the build-up yesterday. Obviously, we had the news of the Kings playing the Warriors. That was the big story yesterday. Giants-Dodgers just, yeah, which sucks, right? Giants-Dodgers, I just, meh. That's not how we should be feeling about this rivalry. That dates all the way back to New York City. Why, why do we feel that way? Well, Giants didn't really do a lot to close the gap this offseason. They don't have the sexiest names. You look at the Dodgers over there. God, you got the bets. You got Freddie Freeman. Hell, you got Max Muncie now hitting bombs. We'll get into him in a second. You got Gabe Kapler, you know, just trying to prop up his guy, Logan Webb. He hasn't been good. Logan Webb just hasn't been good. And this guy's supposed to be your ace. And that's three starts now. I know the first one is just kind of whatever, you know. I let it slide because the final line didn't dictate how well he pitched opening day against the Yankees. A couple mistakes there that cost him. Aaron Judge, we get all that. But the last two in particular against the White Sox and then now against the Los Angeles Dodgers haven't been great. Have not been great. And you just look at his baseball reference stat stats right now as it pertains to Logan Webb. And it's just three losses, 6.35 ERA. 17 innings only, 22 strikeouts. His whip is 1.3 and a little above the career, but he's just getting knocked around. The mistakes have been there a lot. And what we know about Logan Webb, he's just not a big mistake guy. He doesn't throw those hangers like he was doing yesterday to the Bets and to the Muncies. And this is how it sounded. Joe Davis on Spectrum Sports Los Angeles. Mookie Betts. That ball's cranked. Deep left center field towards the gap and gone. Lead-off home run, Mookie Betts. And that just was a lead-off home run when you got your ace out there. Huge series. Dodgers coming off a bad series sneakily. They're only 6-5, and five, right? They were not playing very well coming into that, nor were the, obviously the Giants, but they're coming off a win. Conforto, two-run homer Sunday to get that much-needed victory and salvage that series after losing it to the Kansas City Royals. But the Dodgers, it wasn't like they were world beaters. They're And... By the way, I told you at the beginning of the, the, the season, the Arizona Diamondbacks, they're for real. They took three out of the four against the Dodgers this past weekend. They're legit. Told you to take the over on that win total. I think it was in the high 70s, 76, 77 and a half, something like that. They're going over that. They're an 80-win team, absolutely. And that'll make things harder for the Giants all season long as the Giants fall to 4-6 and six, and the Dodgers improve to 6-5. and five after a 9-1 victory for Los Angeles. And that was just the start yesterday of the Bets' leadoff home run. Max Muncy follows it up with this. Cracked in the air to center field. Sends Johnson back. He's still going. He's at the wall. It's gone! Max Muncy with a three-run home run. He nutted that thing. Wow, I didn't know there was a simulcast with Kruko and Joe Davis. But Joe Davis again on the call for Spectrum Sports LA. As Max Muncy just loves hitting at Oracle Park, AT&T Park, whatever it's called. He just loves hitting in San Francisco. And he wasn't done. Now Muncy with the bases loaded. Sends a fly ball to left center field. Way back there. Grand slam! Max Muncy's breakout game. And it comes in San Francisco yet again. He nutted that thing. Certainly did, Mike. Oh. 9-1, 9-1, to Sean Jelly giving up the grand slam there. Hey, Giants got on the board, though. Bomer Flores hits one high. Andy, out of here. Giants are on the board. They are. Wilmer Flores, my fantasy guy from last season. I know there's enemy number one by some here at 95-7 the game. I love me so Wilmer Flores. Guy gets after it. He's a grinder. But 9-1. Dodgers-Giants. Ugh. From where these teams were two years ago in that awesome five-game series in the AL, uh, NLDS, rather, it all came down to Cody Bellinger sneaking it past Camilo Doval there with just a lazy seeing eye single. 
God, these franchises, they're in such different spots. The Dodgers, you feel like they were loading up. You know, they shed some salary, obviously Bauer, that whole situation. But they feel like if they're an Otani piece away, which people are linking them, if Otani ends up, you know, leaving the Angels, but the Angels sneakily playing better this year, pitching still not very good. I don't think they're going to be legit contenders in the American League, but the Dodgers feel like they're going to be a lock for another star here. If not Otani, then someone else at the deadline. Giants, can they even get a star to come here? It's just, it sucks and it's unfortunate that the luster of a Giants-Dodgers has gotten to the point where it's just, eh, another game. And they weren't, they weren't competing against anyone. The A's are dog S. They're the worst team in the league. They took another L to the Baltimore Orioles. They're not very good. I'm not watching that team. Warriors, they were off. There was no basketball games on last night. It was Giants and Dodgers. The game was over before it started. It was a snoozer. Yeah, 4-1, he might have thought he had a chance. No. Not with this hot and cold lineup that the San Francisco Giants are trotting out there. The Confortos, the Wades, the Yazes, and some of them have been playing well, yeah. But that's what it's going to be all season long. They're going to go through these stretches where they just can't score runs. And when you can't score runs, you're not going to win many games. And especially when you're giving up nine on the other end, you better hope that it's a one nothing or a 2-1 kind of victory. You're not going to be playing Kansas City all year long like you did this past weekend. A lot of low-scoring games. Maybe you should have won Saturday, but you didn't. You won Sunday. Maybe you should have won Friday. You didn't. You're going to go be going up against teams now in the Dodgers. Yeah, the Detroit stinks, but then you got... You know, teams like the Diamondbacks are going to keep playing. you still got teams like the Red Sox. You're playing everyone this year. Great offenses. And more often than not, when you go up against those teams, and when your guys like Sean Jelly and Ross Stripling are going out there and getting trotted out there, it's not going to get the job done. And you need a guy like Logan Webb, your ace, to give you six or seven innings. That's what you need. And Gabe Kapler, the manager of the San Francisco Giants, talked about it after the game. I mean, I do think that his location hasn't been perfect. That's not unusual. Um, he's a guy that relies on on heavy movement, and every once in a while, um, teams will square up his his sinker. And right now, I think they're elevating it more than they have in the past. But I I don't see that as problematic long term. Uh, what I see from Logan is a guy who's getting swings and misses and not walking guys, um, and he's throwing hard. And, and this is a, a good signal early in the year that he's throwing, you know, coming out throwing 94 obviously um in order for us to be a team like the Dodgers he's gonna have to be great and he wasn't at his best tonight um and that was the difference in the game that was the difference in the game and yeah the velocity and stuff is there but the problem is it's not the velo it's just the mistakes like say what you want like the mechanics everything's fine but then when everything's fine there and you're still throwing the the mistake pitches that's not good it's not good for a guy like Logan Webb who wants a new contract, a guy who feels like he's the ace of the team, well, come on. Saddle up, partner. Make it your team. Become the ace. We're two years removed from the from the NLDS, man. That magical run. It was two years ago. And what we know in sports, it's very, very fickle. And the fan base, maybe not this Giants fan base, they don't turn much, although there were some boo birds in this past weekend didn't hear a lot of boo birds yesterday. I heard a lot of cheering from a lot of the Dodgers fans that take over Oracle seemingly every single year now. And I guess it's good that they don't play, as, uh, play each other as much anymore because of this revamped schedule. But only one more series after this one, after the next two nights, for San Francisco versus L.A. as it pertains to matchups in San Francisco. So 888-957-957 is the number. 888-957-9570. Comcast Business Text Line. Give me a call there. Appreciate all of you chiming in on Twitch and YouTube. I am the Bay, Alex in Atlanta. Watching the Giants game last night was painful. And that's what it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be painful when you have Logan Webb on the mound. And it's he's been struggling the last couple of games. And it's unfortunate to see. Hopefully, he writes the ship and gets things better. He talked about his performance and specifically pitching to Max Muncy and calling his own game for the first time. It wasn't behind the plate. It wasn't the catcher. It wasn't Bart. It wasn't any of those guys. Wasn't the Sables of the world. No, he's calling his own game now. And uh, he talked about pitching Muncie in that after the game yesterday. 
Obviously, Muncie's turned into a really good player, but is there anything in particular that makes him a tough matchup for you guys or for you in particular? Um, yeah, just it's, uh, it's a really good mistake eater. Um, you know, it seems like he, him and Freddie both, like, they're just not like a... I don't really know what they're necessarily maybe looking for, right? Um, seems like I can throw all my different pitches and somehow they're on it. So um, something maybe I just got to um, go back to the usage part, maybe not throw a fourth straight slider at that, in that situation. And, um, and that was on me. I was calling my own game. So um, just got to be aware of the situation. And, yeah. Is this the first time you called a game on your own? Yeah. Do you think you'll keep doing it moving forward? Yeah. What inspired that decision? Um, it's just the, I feel like the tempo is just a little bit quicker. And, um, it's not that, the, the, so when we're doing this, the catchers can call a pitch also, right? Mm-hmm. If they don't think that's a good pitch to throw, and I think it happened two or three times a day, right? Like, I called a pitch, Joey, the moment, and I threw that pitch that he called. So I just think it's sometimes it's hard, right? Because you're when the catcher's calling it, you're waiting for the pitch, and then you look up and the clock's at eight, right? Instead of if I have conviction in what I want to throw, um, I'm gonna call it, and then it's almost like I can take my time again. Like there's no pitch clock. Logan Webb there talking about you know calling his game for the first time, and he's faster. The pitch clock, all that sort of stuff, comes into play. So. Rough loss there for the San Francisco Giants. are back in action tonight. Again, be there, be square, I guess. There's some NBA playoff action, so they will have some competition there for the eyes and viewers of some Bay Area fans. But Giants-Dodgers just sucks that it lost a little bit of a luster. It seems like, to me anyways. 888-957-9570. Continue to take your calls and texts there. want to shift now to the National Basketball Association as the play-in tournaments do start tonight. Again, Lakers taking on the Timberwolves and the Miami Heat taking on the Atlanta Hawks. Winner of those games go on to face the Memphis Grizzlies and Boston Celtics respectively. So that'll be an interesting one. If it is Miami in the Eastern Conference taking on, you know, the Boston Celtics, that's a sneaky... I don't think Miami's going to win it, but I don't think Boston wants to see Miami in round one. I mean, for a team that has aspirations of going back to the finals and winning it this year, that's not who I want round one. I want Atlanta. I want whoever else, but you can't, it's only one of the two. So I want one of those teams, but not the Miami Heat. The Atlanta Hawks, sure. You know, Trey Young, that's his whole season's just been kind of tossed. They fired their head coach. This just hasn't been good. I don't know what the future of Trey Young is even with that team. Like, I don't think you can build around him and him being a number one on a championship level roster. I know they made the Eastern Conference Finals a couple years ago, but that just has sinking ship written all over it. So we'll be watching that matchup. And again, the Lakers and the Minnesota Timberwolves. Again, same thing. I don't think the Memphis Grizzlies want anything to do with the Los Angeles Lakers. Not saying that they wouldn't beat the Lakers round one. I think they'd be the favorites. It'd be a tough series. But the T-Wolves, come on. that's a, You'd love that matchup if you were Memphis. Absolutely. You know, I don't even know what the status of Rudy Gobert is. I think Chris Finch, the uh, head coach of the Minnesota Timberwolves, is kind of like, you know what? We could suspend him for this one game. And I wonder if they would suspend him for this one game if he was the 9 or the 10 seed, Rudy Gobert, that is. I have a feeling they wouldn't. But because they have an extra game to play with here, he needs to take control of that locker room, and he'll say, yeah, we're suspending you this game. So, Rudy Gobert again out tonight against the Los Angeles Lakers. That game taking place in Los Angeles. And it got me thinking. You know, just looking at all these teams and just sort of taking this playoff picture at a broader brush. Who's got the most to gain out of this whole playoff run? Whose legacy is going to be affected the most in these playoffs? And you can go so many different ways, right? You look at a guy like here locally, Stephen Curry. He adds a fifth championship along with Clay Thompson, Draymond Green. Clay, like Steph, he solidifies himself not only in top ten status, which I believe he already is, but he's he's creeping up into that top five category. 
He ties Kobe. He ties Tim Duncan. Where you want to put him in the grand scheme of things between those two players? I know Bonte and Shasky were talking about yesterday on the morning roast. They feel like they wouldn't put him above Kobe just because of the two-way play, that sort of stuff, the defensive side of the basketball, that guard position. I get that. But if you're just going straight impact, I think it, you could be a strong case. It's him, Steph Curry, it's Michael Jordan, LeBron. Like, just straight impact of the game. And if you just want to go impact overall in the future of the game, I about, I mean, Michael Jordan and Steph Curry, there you go. Like, just look at how the game's played, how he's changed it. The three-point shot has been revolutionized by this guy. So, yeah, you're just going by legacy there. Stephen Curry absolutely has the most to gain here. Or most to lose. Like, that's the tricky thing about a legacy. The most to lose and most to gain. Who is it here in these playoffs? Is it LeBron James? Could he get bounced in the play-in? What if that happens? Both he loses both these play-in games. One to Minnesota tonight... And then the loser of New Orleans and OK or the winner of OKC in New Orleans. Like what if that happens? It gets bounced there, and then it's just man, other than that that bubble championship, what has he really got to hang his hat on in these last, you know, five years? Not much. A lot of disappointing seasons, and a guy in his twilight of his career gonna be forty soon. But if he wins it, on the flip side, he goes on a deep run. Age 38, him and Anthony Davis. He'd be the oldest, number one slash two, whatever you want to call him, to win it all. He gets his fifth ring. Where does that put LeBron? One back at MJ total, I get that. But the amount of finals that guy's been to, that's now two rings with the Lakers. That's two rings with the Miami Heat. That's a ring with Cleveland. That puts him right on that GOAT status. It does. So there's a lot at stake here in the playoffs for Steph Curry, LeBron, another guy, Giannis. What's he going to do? I mean, this is a guy we've done. He's the Greek freak. He's got his chip already. He's a multiple-time MVP, DPOI. If he adds another ring, is he in a top 10 status as a number one, as a freak, as a unicorn, whatever you want to call him? Do you put him in that list? If he loses, gets bounced early, or just doesn't win a ring this year, do conversations start to, you know, surround Giannis? His future in Milwaukee. Can you build around him? He's getting older. That team's sneakily getting older. You heard it on the morning roast. And you can find all those podcasts and all those conversations on the Odyssey app. Download that bad boy, favorite 957 the game. Also YouTube, search 957 the game. We are live and local there. And uh, subscribe there for all your NBA coverage. But it's an interesting question. I want to know what you guys think at 888-957-9570. Whose legacy is most at stake in these current playoffs? Chris Paul's another one. Kevin Durant, Phoenix. Those are interesting. You know, you look at a guy like Chris Paul, I think this is the last kind of hurrah for him, right? It just feels like that. Is hasn't been the same player this year. The age is getting to him. He's that athleticism is gone. He's got the mental still. And you can lean on the guys like a Devin Booker or DeAndre Ayton or a Kevin Durant a little bit more when you're older. But leaning on a guy like KD that much, and now we shift over to KD, and he can he win without Steph, without Dre, without Clay? Can he finally win a ring? His foot was on the line. He was so close to going to another championship and facing these same Phoenix Suns. That wasn't champion. I know it was the, uh, the semis, and he would have gone to the conference finals. I feel pretty confident that they would have won that series against who was it, the Hawks that year. I feel pretty confident in that. But he was so close. And then that Nets, that whole Nets stint fell apart. Harden left. Kyrie, we knew what happened there. That whole mess, that whole drama there. And his reputation kind of took a hit. Let's be honest. KD, when he left the Golden State Warriors... To the Brooklyn Nets, everyone was bearing the Warriors, saying they were done. The Nets were the favorites. It was the Nets and the Clippers, and then the Lakers. It was all these new super teams. Now? Yeah, they might be the favorites in the Western Conference, but they got a tough matchup against the Clippers, and then potentially a date with the number one seed, Denver Nuggets. So it, it will not be easy. And I am excited to see what's going to happen here in these first-round series 
You got, obviously, the Kings and the Warriors. That's going to be taking place on Saturday. Phoenix and Los Angeles Clippers. No Paul George there, as Sham Sharani reported yesterday for The Athletic. Cleveland, New York in the East. That'll be fun. 4-5 seed matchup. Philly, Brooklyn. That'll be fun. Philly should handle those guys. Philly, that one kind of dark horse team. Can they make a run? Joel Embiid, looking like he's going to be the MVP. A lot of the ballots uh, getting released. Has him with a lot of that lead. And then the Boston Celtics obviously taking on the winner of the Atlanta Hawks, Miami Heat. And the Milwaukee Bucks will face the loser of that game, whoever beats the winner of Chicago and Toronto. So 888-957-9570. 888-957-9570 is the number. Whose legacy is most at stake in these playoffs? Whose legacy is it? Is it Steph Curry? Is it LeBron James? Is it Giannis Antetokounmpo? Is it Chris Paul? Kevin Durant? Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Kawhi Leonard. Like, Kawhi sneakily, and maybe it's not fair anymore because Paul George is gone. Yeah, Russell Westbrook, whatever. I don't know if he's going to be the difference in a championship run unless he has some miraculous, you know, Russell Westbrook from 10, 15 years ago. I don't know how long he's been. Like, 10 years ago, Oklahoma City Thunder. But sneakily, we want to talk about bad moves and what Kevin Durant did with the Nets and, you know, not getting there. Kawhi Leonard. Choosing the Los Angeles Clippers over the Los Angeles Lakers. What has he won? Nothing. Yeah, the Clippers are going to get a new arena built. Steve Ballmer, he likes to spend. Richest owner in sports. But they haven't won anything. When's the Heat going to start coming down on Kawhi Leonard? Or is the Heat just not going to come because of his injury history? Like, let's not get it twisted. When they traded for Paul George and Kawhi chosen free agency to go to Los Angeles Clippers. Don't forget what Pat Bev said. The next five years are mine, Steph. You had your little run. It was cute. Pat Bev's no longer there, obviously. But this was the team everyone was talking about. They're a lock. Oh, the Clippers. If they're if they're healthy, okay. I think we can, you know, easily put that aside now. The Clippers are never healthy. They're never going to be healthy. And this was a failure. This super team was a failure. And after they get bounced, maybe in the first round against Phoenix or the second round, whenever it's going to be, I do not have them penciled in into the NBA Finals. Can we finally all say what it is? Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, their Clippers tenure was a failure. It was a failure. 888 Want to take your calls and texts on the other side on this subject still? We got a lot to get into. Continue to take your calls and texts on the Giants losing to the Dodgers 9 to 1. Whose legacy is most at stake in these NBA playoffs? Let me know. Again, 888-957-9570. Come on back. This is the pregame show with Joe Spadoni, 95.7 the game. Now, back to the pregame show on 95.7 the game.
David Bowie and Queen on a Tuesday on the pregame show. Welcome in, everybody. I am Joe Spadoni, your host. If you're just getting off work, getting ready for work, getting ready for school, the week, your allergies are kicking, working out, whatever you're doing. If you're on that Odyssey app, if you're on Twitch and YouTube, you're live and streaming there. If you're on the radio dial, wherever you're listening, appreciate you. Be sure to uh, chime in at 888-957-9570. That is the Comcast business text line and also the call number. So 888-957-9570, call or text. Good morning to the YouTube chat, Morali, Brandon, Alex, I am the Bay, Stunna, all y'all. Appreciate you chiming in. Giants took a fat loss last night to the Los Angeles Dodgers. Max Muncie doing Max Muncie things in Oracle Park. Two home runs, one a three-run homer, and then a grand slam later off Sean Jelly. And just, has the magic worn off of Giants-Dodgers a little bit when it felt like it was at its apex two years ago? Has it? Let me know, 888-957-9570. And also, we're continuing to take your calls and texts on whose legacy. Yeah, shout out Steiny, legacy games, all that sort of stuff. He hates that term, says it in jest. But it's an interesting question, and I think it's a fair one. Because we have a lot of guys, and already I think two are solidified that are in these current playoffs that are solidified themselves as top 10s all time, and LeBron's probably top five in that category. But Steph and LeBron, they're lock top 10 players of all time. They're lock. Whatever you want your top 10 to be, it's your opinion, I get all that. But those guys have got to be in the top 10. Giannis, does he have a chance in this playoff run? If he gets another to vault himself, do you have Kevin Durant in there? I don't. I think he's just on the outside looking in. But maybe some of you do. Who has a chance to go into these playoffs, be that dude, and change his legacy forever? On the flip side, who has a chance to negatively impact their legacy the most? It's a two-parter. You know, who wins it all and who loses it all? Maybe that's the easier way to ask it. 888-957-9570. From the 954 on the Comcast business text line. Appreciate you chiming in, 954. Good morning, Spadoni. I don't think Steph has anything to prove anymore. He won before, during, and after KD. Pressure is on KD who's done nothing without the dubs. Okay. I don't think it's anything that Steph has to prove, but it's about legacy at this point. What's it all going to look like after it's all done? And if we're operating that this season is going to be the last chance, the last dance, if you will, we've been talking about it all year long, if we're under that assumption that this is Stephen Curry's last great chance to win it all. You just kind of look at the Western Conference. No one's kind of seized it during this little lull period. Anyone can win it. Hell, the Phoenix is only like a what, plus 200, and then you got the Warriors, and you got the, I think the Nuggets at plus 300 right behind them. Lakers at plus four. So it's a very tight is what I'm trying to say. It's not like the East where it's basically a two-horse race, maybe Philly, but it's basically the Celtics and the Bucks out there. The West? You can talk yourself into like four or five teams making it out. Whether it's the Warriors, Suns, Clippers, Lakers. And I don't think the Clippers are making it out, but Paul George. But hell, if they get past the Suns in the first round and they get Paul George back, you never know. So there is a lot of legacy at stake in these playoffs for not only Steph Curry, but Klay Thompson, Draymond Green as well. They want to get their fifth rings. There's a lot, a lot on stake. Uh, not saying he has to prove anything. Absolutely not. Stephen Curry has proved his worth of his first NBA title, his second, his third. He didn't even need a fourth to prove what he was all about. He's proven the doubters wrong. He's proven that he's one of the top ten players in the history of basketball. But what's that legacy going to look like after it all? That fifth is different, man. That fifth is different. He's up there with the guy he watched playing, the guy he played with and against. A guy like Tim Duncan, Kobe Bryant. To be up there with those guys... Magic Johnson. One behind Michael. One more than LeBron. See what it does? It changes the whole narrative around Stephen Curry. Maybe not for you, 954. You think he's proved? He solidified himself. Getting another one? I think he's a top five player of all time. I really do. And he has a chance. He has a chance. And maybe things change. Maybe if they win it all, Draymond resigns. Bob Meyer stays. And they could really have their one true last dance next year and chance for a three-peat. 
If he does that, then he's up there. Last three-peat, folks. Yeah, I know it was commonplace, like in the late 90s with the Bulls, and and then you got the Lakers to do it. That was the last time. 2000, 01, 02, 03. Like, that was the last time a three-peat happened. Now teams have gone to three consecutive. The Warriors, you look at the Heat, you look at the Kobe Lakers, again, the second state with Pau Gasol. Teams have gone to three straight NBA Finals. But winning all three, it's damn near impossible. Only a few teams have ever done it in the history of the National Basketball Association. So 888-957-9570, are you with me about the legacy game? I'm kind of talking to myself that Stephen Curry has the most to gain here. Yeah, Giannis, that's the second one. But I think it's Steph and I think it's LeBron James. Like Those are the guys with the most legacy at stake. Kawhi, I... <laughs> You didn't know what I feel about him. I talked about it last segment. Doesn't get crushed nearly as much as he should for his decision to go to the Los Angeles Clippers. No Paul George changes things. But if he could beat the Phoenix Suns in round one, get PG back maybe, win round two, whoever that would be, what's, what's the playoff picture looking like for the Los Angeles Clippers? So they're the fifth seed. You'd think they play maybe... Memphis, if they get out, or that's the Warriors bracket, so they play Denver. That's their side of the bracket. Okay. Everything changes if the sack wins, so I, I, try, I hate to try to do math this time of year. I'm not a math major. I'm a broadcasting communications major. Stuff makes my head hurt. But I digress. They get to the conference finals. They get to the NBA finals, and Kawhi gets another one. That's three with three different teams as being that lead dog. Toronto, Spurs, and now the Clippers, getting them their first championship, he's a top 10 lock of all time, right? Absolutely. So let me know, 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570, whose legacy is most at stake here in these NBA playoffs? We'll continue to talk about that. We're going to get Joe Shasky and his thoughts on the other side of the crossover. One of his thoughts on that Giants shellacking. They took a 9-1 loss to the Los Angeles Dodgers yesterday. A lot to get into there at 888-957-9570. Don't go anywhere, folks. This is the pregame show with Joe Spadoni, 95.7 The Game. Now, back to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game. Welcome back. Pre-game show, Joe Spadoni, 95-7 the game. Going to be joined by Joe Shasky of the Morning Rose for the Crossover in just a second. Giants take a big L to the Los Angeles Dodgers yesterday, and it felt like a home crowd like it always does now, unfortunately, for the Dodgers there. There's just so much blue, so much cheering as they win 9-1. Muncie, 7 RBIs, a 3-run jack, a grand slam. Mookie bets with the homer. Hey, William, uh, Wilmer uh, Flores, though. Love my Wilmer Flores takes. Sam Lemon's back there seething. That uh, Wilmer Flores got the only run as Joe Shasky joins me now. And Joe, we'll start with baseball here. It's just. It, Do we feels, have to? it feels so night and day. Like, we were at the apex of Giants Dodgers two years ago. First time. NLDS. Game five. Bellinger seeing I single, and that was it. Like that felt like the apex, and now, oh, is it is it rock bottom? Like I don't want to say that. Maybe that's too like extreme for the first game of this year. But ugh. Uh, Sam Lubman likes to go to a lot of the Warrior uh, Warriors, the Giants games, and ask Gabe Kapler questions. I love it, and by the he way. likes to ask Farhan questions. Hell yeah! Now I don't know if you have heard the sound. Did you put it on the board, Sam? I don't know if he did or not. But he asked Farhan about closing the gap between the Giants and the Dodgers. I was listening. It was the season-ending presser last year. Yes. Okay, okay. so you know what I'm talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. he kind of scoffed at the question. And I'm thinking to myself, well, since losing that Game 5, they're 4-16 and against the Dodgers. Yeah. Not good. 4-16. and Like, closing the gap against a team... I'm sorry, I just wanted to let that hang there. No, you were. Your your face, you were like, I didn't know if I was supposed to talk there or not. But to your point, it's like... You're the San Francisco Giants. This isn't the Oakland A's, uh, Farhan, where it's just like we can't compete with the Houston uh, Astros and the Los Angeles Angels money-wise, so we got to do different things. No. You have the resources. What's their identity? What is their identity? Well, I would say in five years, in five years when it comes to Farhan and and just the regime of how they're built it, they're always going to bargain barrel dumpster dive for pitching, right? Yeah. Okay. 
then they're going to go out and they're going to sign one to two year deals on guys who have injury histories, who strike out a ton, but also hit home runs. And then defense is secondary. Yeah. Now that that's the major league roster that they've built. All right. I don't think they want the defense to be secondary, but they also have how they've shown from their moves. It's just they don't value it as high as other teams. I would argue right now, looking at their roster, they're the only team in baseball without a five star player. A's. I mean, J- even the A's, their prospects so their are high. Their prospects are high, I guess. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, like, that's like, true. For example, Langoliers they just play is a Kansas high City. prospect guy. They yeah. just play Kansas City. The Kansas City Royals are considered years away. But, They've got Salvador Perez, who is a five-star catcher. Yeah, Almost every team in baseball would die to have Salvador Perez. He's getting older, but yeah, he's, but still, yes, so, but he's I, still good. Yeah, I agree, right? He, he had 47 jacks last yeah. year. And then Bobby Witt Jr. is one of the more coveted young players. He was on Team USA. He's one of the more coveted young players in the game. Pasquantino as well. That's the young stud that they brought up last year. Thank you. I like now, him. Now, let's look at the Arizona Diamondbacks, right? A team that's in your division. They're not the Padres. They're not the Dodgers. They've got Corbin. They've got Alec Thomas. They've got a zillion Rojases. Like, yeah. they've got a lot. And then they have this pitcher. Uh, God, I forget his name. He throws like Lincecum. He's 25 years old. Number 99 for them. He's an absolute monster. Now, the numbers don't reflect it, this guy's going to have a big-time year. I know they've got talent. Now, I'm not here to say that all these guys are going to be superstars and all-stars, but like they're coveted league-wide. Jameson? Yes, Jameson. Dre Jameson. What is it? Dre Jameson. Dre Jameson. That's a sick okay, name, I was, actually. To, Dre I was never going to get that name, but you get where I'm going with that. <laughs> yeah. He's number 99. He throws heaters, okay? Now, the numbers probably don't back it up, but he's going to be a very good player this year. The Giants have none of that. Like Logan Webb last night. And he's making his first start, by the way, against the Brewers tomorrow. So there you go. There you go. He's very electric. You'll, you'll see. He's got a very quick wind-up. He reminds me of Strider in Atlanta because he's got that funky delivery and he throws heaters with the downward movement. I'm sitting here and I'm watching Logan Webb. And, and, and I'm not here to hate on Giants fans that like Logan Webb. I like Logan Webb, too. But my pushback all offseason, everyone's like, well, he's an ace. And what have I said, Joey? He's not an ace. He's, he's not an ace. Like, on this team, he is. But if he was on a Yankees, if he was on a Red Sox, he's a really good number two. Exactly. Borderline, borderline at times has ace stuff. Exactly. Yeah. And then, like, I said it yesterday, leaving the station, and we didn't really get to it on air. I said it to Evan. I said it to Bonte. I said, if he doesn't win tonight against the Urias, he's going to drop to 0-3. Then they play Detroit. And I don't know if he'll make the last start in that in that one, or if they're going to skip his start, or maybe put in a, like you know a, a, a Ross Stripling because they like to go to like six man rotations early in the year. I know, look at your face. <laughs> if he doesn't start until the Marlins series, he could be going up against Sandy Alcantara. He could be zero four to start the season. It's going to be a one nothing loss for the Giants. And the Sandy Alcantara—that's the Sandy Alcantara special. Like I mean, it's, he, he shuts everyone down. Speaking of an ace, yes, right. Like, like yeah. he is a no doubt about it. You give him outside of a couple of other guys in baseball, you hand him the rock. You're like that guy's going seven. He's the top of my rotation. And so I'm not trying to like rip the Giants. I'm just saying like, what have you built? And I look at a team like, let's say the Seattle Mariners. Like that's the mold that you're looking. at. I think that's the team you mentioned, I right? Did. You did mention but that last that, week. But even them, they're scuffling right now because they, they didn't spend a lot of money. But they're waiting to to for a couple other prospects to come through. Like they're they're playing Tommy Lastella at DH. No, they ended up losing last night. But one of their big prospects last year, who was hot and cold, was Jared Kelnick. Kelnick, mm-hmm. Kelnick, I think that was pronounced. He had a bomb yesterday to tie the game against Chicago. They're scuffling a little bit. It's early, but they went out and got a guy like a Luis Castillo. Mm-hmm. That's an ace. Exactly. Like that's what you got to do. And then exactly. what they do? They, and they wrapped, overpaid. They, for they it. overpaid for it. But you know what? They exactly. also got him to a kind of a team friendly contract and gave him a bunch of money. So listen. You look at a team like the Mariners, that's, I think, more attainable than what they're trying to do. Like, you're not going to be the Dodgers. We're not asking them to be the Dodgers no. either. We're just asking to get some good good players. Like, I look at the lineups last night and say what you will. Max Muncy, it's not like he's as the name of a Mookie no, Betts gone. or Freddie Free. He's just. Versus the Giants, he's got. He is got. Like, he's, he's the, the Nas Reed, if you will, yes. against the Warriors. Like, that's who he is. He turns into Babe Ruth when he plays them. But it's like, guys like that is what you were looking for when you got Farhan. Hey, Farhan, you got Max Muncy over there. You got Chris Taylor no, over there. What? Why can't he do it over here? What's the the difference, Joe? I'll tell you what the difference is. Like, the Dodgers will supplement Turner and Max Muncy with a bunch of other studs around him. We can trade for Trey Turner. We'll bring in Mookie Betts. We'll bring in Freddie Freeman. Like, those guys aren't the main dish. They're a side piece. 
The Giants' main dish is a is a Mike Estremski, who's a lesser version of a Max Muncie, who is that kind of a guy. Like, oh, we found some money in him. Tyro Estrada, right now, right, is the only guy on the team who puts bat on ball consistently. Yeah, he's the only guy that I say like, okay, he is a nice. W- general, well-rounded approach at the plate, and he puts the ball in play, he's got some decent speed, the glove's not the greatest, but like, solid ball player. Everyone else is a flawed one or two way player. Yeah, no, it's a good point. Uh, that's Joe Shasky joining me now for the Cross Joe Browns. It every sad. Monday through Friday. It, and that's the thing. That's why I was watching that game. I was it like, makes me sad. it used to be like, and listen, the Dodgers fans, there's a lot of them. They the travel Dodgers off. aren't even good. They're not even that great. That's the thing. They're 6-5. and five. They just like, like, I told everyone at the start of the season, and you were on it with me too. The Arizona Diamondbacks, man. Uh, I, did you see what they did in that series? They, they took three out of four against them. They opened up the season against them. I think they maybe split or lost two or three. Anyways, they got the pitching. Mm-hmm. They got the long ball. Like that's a team that I'm looking at. Like if you're the Giants and you were looking at this division two years ago, that 2021 magical season, it's like, oh, we're we're stacked up. We're set up. These next, I was like, no, you're not. Like, the D-backs and Rockies are I, not going to be this awful I, like totally they were this year. They stole 17 bases through the first 10 games or whatever. They got speed. They have speed galore. They're going to put the ball in play. They've got power arms. They've got power bats. Like, Christian Walker is a great example. Oh, love Christian Walker. I, again. Uh, 30 runs. Pencilman. Every, 30 home runs every year. Right? Pencilman. And, and, like, Giants fans were dying. Like, oh, you can't get rid of Brandon Belt. Christian Walker's, you shake a tree. Yes. And a guy hits 30 home runs at first base. Yeah. Like that's how Major League Baseball is. Brandon Belt, by the way, uh, not having a great start to his uh, year with the uh, Toronto Blue Jays. Matt Chapman is though AL Player of the Week. And, and while we're here, like <laughs> the, the Crawford thing. They, if, uh, if, that, if he gets hot, I don't care if he gets hot down the stretch. I love Craw. You know he's earned his spot. He earned his his extension. But the reality is, it's they're done. They're done. Like it's it's yeah. it's at the end, and it's. Uh, it's so frustrating. Like even Michael Conforto. Like I, I, I like Michael Conforto. I see what they saw in Michael Conforto. He's a solid big leaguer. If he has a decent year this year, he's opting out and he's going somewhere else. So like going back to the what are you building? If your entire team is Michael Conforto level guys who want to come here, prove themselves, and bounce, what are you building the year over year? Well, and even then he might he might be flipped at the de- the deadline. Like then well, you got to no, start mean, looking at. You almost feel like you have to. Have to, right? Yeah, that's the thing. And that's just another thing where it's just like, oh, more prospects, more turnover. Oh, great. Who are we going to ship out next? Like, It's just this never-ending cycle, which stinks, right? Because you thought two years ago when you made that jump, it was going to be for the sustainable future. You're going to have all these guys locked up, and they're going to get some of these big fish that just aren't coming. Joe, you're telling me, like, okay, Joey Bart's a great example. Joey Bart's just not good. No. Right? Like, I'm ready to wave the white flag. But, like, do people really think that, oh, two months in 2020 when he came up destroyed his opportunity to be good? No. He wasn't good enough to begin with. Whoa. You didn't identify it fast enough. You didn't trade him. You didn't shine him up. Whatever. whatever. He just might not be good enough. But part of your job as a GM is evaluating that ahead of time and making moves. And I'll give you an example. Tim Alderson and Madison Bumgarner. You don't even know who Tim Alderson is. Madison Bumgarner and him were the two high-coveted pitching prospects that Sabian had back in the day. They hung on to Bumgarner. Do you know what they did with Alderson? They traded him for Freddy Sanchez. How'd that work out? Pretty damn good. And to your point, you know, there were... That's the job of the GM. And, you know, there were rumblings last this past offseason during Hot Stove. Like, and I told you guys, I have some connections with the A's. They were saying, Joey Bart, Sean Murphy, look at that trade package. There might come. Guess what? Brave sweetened the deal. They added more prospects. You don't think this team could have used a Sean Murphy, a young guy with of power? Of course they could have. Like that, that's a kind of a guy. That's a move that I was looking at like, oh, that makes sense. Lock him up. Give Joe, him a deal. You've seen what he can do. I will guarantee you, Gary Sanchez will play games for the big league team this year. They will have at least six or hit, seven right? catchers this year. At least he can hit. I mean, Logan Webb was talking last night, oh, I called my first game yeah. ever. It's because he doesn't trust any of these guys. None, That's none it. Of them. He's not Buster. He doesn't have a Buster Posey, so now he has to. He feels like he needs to take control. And God bless him. He's throwing mistakes out there. And guys like Freddie Freeman and uh, Max Muncy and Mookie Betts are going to uh, jump all over it. But, Real quick here, Joe. Yeah, We've got a minute left. I just wanted to ask no, no, him this no, question because it was for most of my show here. Uh, we were talking about legacy and whose legacy okay. is most at stake here. Like, And legacy is like a double-edged sword. Like It can affect one a mm-hmm. positive or a negative. I think... It's Steph Curry and LeBron James. As simplistic as that sounds, like it's not because you got guys like Embiid looking for his first title, mm-hmm. Jokic, maybe uh, Giannis trying to get a second one, Kawhi. Like it seems like a failure well, in Los Durant. Angeles. Kevin Durant. That's another one. Like 
to you, who feels like who does it feel like legacy defining? And maybe this is just so broad of a question you could say anyone, but legacy defining for this playoffs. I mean, I think Embiid. I think there's okay. He's yeah, that was an interesting one. You said that Embiid. I was like, that's interesting. Yeah, to me, Embiid because he had such a great year, and and we MVP all think he's probably. awesome. Yeah. We all think he's awesome, but we want to see him have that success in the playoffs. Now that road to travel is going to be very difficult. Very. I mean, like very difficult, and that's why I think minimum Eastern Conference Finals takes some heat off. And the other guy that I'll, I'll throw everyone's way, Kawhi Leonard. And the reason why I say that, if he can take down the Phoenix Suns, oh. imagine what that does. He don't even have to win a championship. He's like the only guy in this entire playoffs. He can like not win a championship and have his legacy elevated. He gets so like he doesn't get the scrutiny he deserves and maybe because he's so quiet, he's not he's not on social. He plays for the Clippers, so it's just like, "Hey, eh, we don't really care" kind of thing. But sneakily, that was a bad move going to the Clippers. Like, we can all agree on that, right? Well, and his injury. I mean, I think the injury, can you affect that? Like, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm kind of with you. I know you're anti-Clipper. I get that. I just think it was a bad move. He could have gone to the Lakers and been with Anthony Davis, LeBron, who had point. another championship. Like, I, I his legacy would have been totally different. Maybe that's not what he wanted to do. I get all that. That's Joe Shasky. He's coming up with Bonte Hill. Giants talk coming up next with you and Bonte? Uh-oh. On 95.7 The Game. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 